Ideas in the Cloud Podcast, and today we're having a very special guest of ours, Cedric, who's a Senior Culinary Manager at Salesforce, will be joining us on, I think it's episode, is it 16 or 17? Um, and we had a few questions from people that I had uh, been lucky to talk to about Cedric and uh, bring a little bit of insight that Cedric will be joining us in here. So Cedric, over to you if you want to introduce yourself a little bit for the community and people watching us today. Thank you for having me. Um, Cedric, Senior Culinary Manager at Salesforce, and I've been in a role for about four years now. Good, good. Really excited for this one. I, uh, as I said a few minutes ago before we started recording, um, I've had a lot of questions from my end, but a few of them also coming from people who been lucky to know beforehand that you'll be joining us. So uh, let's go for it and uh, talk us through how did you actually get to Salesforce? I know you have a very, very, you know, variety of experiences before you joined Salesforce. So how did it came across to you? It's a it's a good question because it is, it is rather unusual for a restaurant manager uh, like, like, like myself to find a role in um, in either the same level in the same in a different working environment. Uh, I mean, despite these numerous transferable skills, working in a restaurant is very skill specific. So to find a role in a different career uh, without starting to, from the bottom is a little bit rare. Um, but like to to focus more, I'd say on, on myself and how I got to this. I I think I arrived at a point in my career that I just needed a change, you know. So I, I just started to look for. In, in a few popular job uh, ad advertisements uh, and, 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 and websites, just to take the temperature to see what was out there. And one ad more that I literally just jumped at me, and that was that Salesforce ad. The job description was very hospitality driven, but was advertised as a Monday to Friday, nine to five. I was like, Never, never in my life. I worked Monday to Friday, never mind nine to five. And I was, I've, I've got to check it out. This is, this is, this is a dream. Second later, I pressed the apply button, and here I am. You know, four years on the job. <laughs> no, I must imagine it's been, you know, quite a change from uh, what you've done in the past. And I think generally, a hospitality industry is, yeah, something that people can't imagine having a. Monday to Friday, you know, uh, weekends, holidays, bank holidays, vacation off. That's something that doesn't come very often. So, uh, yeah, it must be must be really exciting. Good. Um, yeah, biggest difference probably, or if you want to talk us through the biggest difference um, between working for actually Salesforce, apart from having a nine to five uh, nine to five schedule um but yeah what was the biggest difference for you between salesforce any other company you've worked before um maybe even even what you personally find as the biggest change either on personal level or professional sure um i'll say i say culture is is the biggest difference i can think of um a, a restaurant is often a, a small business where people uh, work there well, are, you, are your family um, the, the head chef and the general manager just might have a slight different treatment due to the nature of their role but everyone else I'm very much in your inner circle they even I think the, the greatest open door policy will struggle to replicate the proximity of working in a restaurant there's something very special about that um, also 
I think hospitality, for me, it, it's not a job. It, it's really a passion. It's something which is so deep in your roots that it's very difficult for anyone outside the hospitality world to fully grasp what it means. I mean, when, when service starts, your life is on pause. You're, 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 you're dressed up. You, you're almost a, you, you're a new character. Your personal belongings are in your locker. There's no phones with you. Uh, you, 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 you are, your being is fully concentrated on a constant stream of guests coming in your way. The, the, the mindset of all your being is focused on the guest is it, so deeply rooted in the culture that the word customer is 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 even banned so we i like you noticed i called it guest um so this i think this this was the biggest difference where at at, at salesforce or anywhere else around the world there is a job there is a work to do in hospitality there's, there's no such a thing you you do it because it's 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 bigger than you you just love what you do you just love looking after people and uh and whatever your own self is 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 in the, in, the, in the bottom of the priority list. I know you you've been with Salesforce for four years now, but do you before joining Salesforce did you feel like the hospitality industry has been maturing in these matters that people have become more you know open-minded, understanding that. Yeah, you can't pause your life for 12, you know, hours constant, sometimes even more, right? Is that something that maybe was changing or is changing? I don't know if you're still in touch with maybe some, you know, friends or colleagues from, from the ordinary hospitality world. I, I am. Um, and thanks God is changing. Um, we, I think it is very important for the hospitality industry to move uh, forward and move at the same speed as every other um say corporation around um the way people worked in in a restaurant was was a little bit difficult different and without that pay that passion it, it would have been difficult for anyone that that's that's for sure um it is it is still quite difficult nowadays to get to a point where restaurant can actually be profitable with with it, it will be very difficult for the restaurant to be profitable by following what the corporation are doing right now. Um, running a restaurant is is running a really, really tight sheep. Uh, the, the margin are, are far smaller than we than what we think of. Uh, usually when you look at restaurants, they're always busy, there's always those celebrities and there's always something happening. That that glam is is really what's in, in the front of the curtain. Uh, in the back of a curtain is a constant struggle constant looking at numbers, constant crunching those numbers and trying to find ways to 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 make it work. Um, it is right now not a business that that is doing so well because 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 of the nature of its business and it uh, all, all, all the prices are currently rising up at this moment. But I'm really happy to, to hear that big chefs such as Tom Kerridge, Claude Bossy, Sat Baines, uh, those guys are really at the forefront of changing the mentality. So most of those places now are open four days and close three days. So that, that, that's good. It's still a good 50 to 60 hours a week to go, but it's, it's much more manageable when you have three days off. And there is the pay 
has been increased drastically, which obviously you can feel it on, say, on a bill as a guest. But I think you wouldn't mind paying a bit more when you know that the person in front of you is very well looked after, he's got some time off, and he can just take care of himself. 100%. Do you feel like, um, like it changes the kind of relationship you have with your colleagues? Because obviously, you know, when you're when you're like this stressed environment where you're like 12 hours, five days a week, um, even more again sometimes, um, at one point, I think you do feel as a family, but a family that has to be together. So maybe there's this like tension going on. Uh, but when it's more like relaxed, you still feel that you're as close with your with your colleagues and, uh, you know, teammates as if you were working with them nonstop for X amount of hours. It's a great question. Again, I could talk about this for, for hours and hours on end. Um, be, being in a restaurant. So. Being in a restaurant, when I say it's, it's a family, there's the good side of the family and there's also the bad side of the family. Um, what, what, is the, what is the beautiful thing about this is that the family always get back together. Is, never mind what's going on, they always find the common ground to actually, yeah, well, you know what, I love you, never mind what happens, I still, you still, I still love you, I hope you still love me, and we keep on moving on. Um, but yes, it, it is tough. Um, when you're talking about maybe there is tension, I'll, I'll, I'll scrap maybe away. <laughs> there are tensions on a, on a constant basis um, because of, of the nature of the work. Um, first, you are very human uh, um, dependent, and the more human dependent you are, the more potential mistake will happen. Um, communication gaps, clash of characters, and then you you have many departments who have different priorities. You're all looking after the same guest and try to enhance someone's experiences, but your priority really differ from one another. So when you bring all of this into the mix, it can be a bit spicy, if I can use that term. <laughs> yeah, of course, no, I can imagine. But as you said, like, yeah, families, um, either those real or those that you actually build yourself, they're always, you know, they're not a steady line. It's always like a curve of up and down. So yes, you're right. Um, moving to a question that I was particularly very keen about. Um, so off camera, when we spoke for the first time, you mentioned that salespeople sell the what, uh, while you sell the why. Share with us the deeper meaning between us, what it means maybe personally even to you and well, like in general more terms. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that that's I think that's my motto and that's what I've, I've been trying to to, to teach every single in my team, um, because sometimes it's difficult. You just, I say, you're just plating food or you're just serving guests. Uh, the, the meaning is a bit greater than this in everything I think we do. Nowadays, I believe the, the, the power of, I think, identity and an emotion is, I think, is greater than ever. The, the pff, I don't think is enough to steer consumer one way or another. Um, people, love to get attached to story and be part of something big. Uh, people want to be connected in a deeper sense, the, the emotional level. Um, so people don't only buy what you do, but they buy why you do it and what you do simply proves what you believe. Um, so yes, on one hand, the product and services of Salesforce is by far, I think, the best you can find. 
But Salesforce is the best CRM company in the world, not just because of the product, but because it, it's, it's invested in a culture, um, it's invested in people, and by adding this action to their word, Salesforce not only talk the talk, but they also walk the walk. And then when, when a company, when the whole company is linked by the same value and are looking forward towards the same direction, it, it really creates a, a powerful force that inspire everyone around to join in. And that's, that's why I think the, for us, the culinary team are doing. When, when, again, when a guest walks in, and have a, a meeting with the sales executive, the account executive, the strategic, the architect, the marketers. They they, they have the what, and they they sit down, they, they 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 talk about the product and and the implementation. But then once you once you walk out of that meeting, then everything else comes into place and influence the decision. How do people look? Are they happy? Um, how how do the real estate look? The, the room does it look great um and then if by any chance you looked after the culinary team as as we do is the service great are the staff and i say again are the, are the staff happy are they knowledgeable are they well dressed is the food well presented i mean all of this together really creates a full package of what salesforce is so i think i couldn't do my job without the sales executive but I think the sales executive will will do will have to work harder to sell the product if the real estate department and the entertainment uh, department was not around. That makes hundred percent sense. I think there was even um, this psychology behind like smell. You know, like people get addicted to specific type of. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I was just trying to imagine the uh, last time I was in in the tower in London, and I was thinking like. Yeah, it's so true. Even like, you know, the, the fact that you go up to like 29th, 6th floor, whatever it is, and and uh, the receptionist, right? They're always like, oh, are you all right with heights? Like, are you afraid? Do you feel confident, comfortable there? That's true. So it's uh, a part of a bigger picture that comes together to make the, the best out of the experience. Sorry to interest. I want to jump in again. So Salesforce has a, has, a, has a motto, which is customer success. Um, at, as, as a number one, uh, not number one, number two rule, to be fair, the first one is trust. Um, but customer success comes from very different places. Uh, it, can, it comes from looking after them from a, from a professional standpoint, but also from a personal standpoint. And uh, you're talking about the smell, which is a good thing. We haven't, we did not go into too much details on that, but we have about, 3.4 thousand different live plants on the Oana floor that we have in London. So that there's two, uh, 250 different species and all of them are live. Create, talking about smell, when someone walks on that floor, weirdly enough, your brain is just this, I'm not in an office. I'm somewhere which is a lot calmer. I can see green, I can see people smiling, I can see space. Now, I think that also, really plays a good part of it that's wow that's interesting um <laughs> uh, no it's amazing it's amazing the 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 science behind it you know the the thinking and i don't think people i didn't realize it actually before i just mentioned the, the plans <laughs> um so impressive i was actually hoping you could share with us um I recently you were talking also about the experience you did or the the event you did for women's day i do mm -hmm. believe 
Could you share us? Because I found it impressively, you know, interesting uh, what you did. And I think it kind of can uh, help people realize the whole, you know, the whole magic that is actually behind there. Because it's not, of course, it's like one thing is being the 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 office, the looking everything nice, the whole service you receive. But the another thing is actually what is behind the culinary part. So uh, back to you. Great. Um, I, I love that event. So again, I could talk forever. Great questions all the way. Um, so that that woman network event was was something very, very important for the culinary team and and extremely important for Salesforce. Um, I think there's most of the corporation nowadays are working towards a more uh, a more balanced uh, male female uh, workforce. And I think that's definitely the way forward. We should uh, we should find a way to to have a more diverse um, I can say culture and uh, or work culture on the workforce. So Salesforce decided to do an event uh, by bringing uh, a lot of uh, a woman CEO plus uh, um, a neuro what is it neuroscientist to talk about how so what are the what are the thinking process behind what stops women to be to be more and uh, more vocal what stops the corporation just to bring more women into the all those desks but also um, they they asked the culinary team to or to support this event from say a food and beverage standpoint. So that's good. For us as a culinary team, we we did not look at this as, as just a meal. We thought, do you know what? There is a narrative behind it. Let's let's walk the walk. So we decided as a culinary team to go uh, full house, literally full focus on the beautiful and super talented women that is that are around the world. So we decided to tailor all our food and beverage um, offering to women. So all the inspiration were woman chef, um, all the food that we bought from the farmers, from a special product, were all woman product. Uh, the coffee was a 100% woman-led roastery. All the wines, they're only 100% woman winemaker, 100% a woman owned winery. Same for the beer, same, same for ev absolutely everything. That, um, strangely enough, was a lot harder than I thought. And that actually, that, that, that actually just, that, that, how can I say? That's exactly why the culinary team was involved into this, because that's, there is an issue clearly around the world. And thanks goodness, their Salesforce was was strong enough to start that conversation, to create this event. And I'm actually also delighted that the whole culinary team bought to that project and actually really went full on to it because it really highlights that there is a lot of work to be done. And I'm, I'm delighted to, to see that the whole culinary team did its best to see that there was an issue and and now now they can they can they can work on it so any event that we do on the floor uh, we we try to bring this mindset to it so if anyone has the chance to be looked after by the culinary team in london every bites of food or every glass of wine that you'll ever try you know there is a lot of there's there's a deeper meaning behind it than just the product itself i think that's 
That's a very interesting point. And as I said, like earlier, people don't often realize it. And that's why I wanted to share that that story. And uh, yeah, I was uh, I was just about to ask that it must have been very challenging to find like all female owners or, you know, people that actually created being females. Um, and it's funny enough, I think it was just this week Salesforce announced that they're looking to increase, you know, the female mm -hmm. percentage um, of employees they're having within Salesforce. So, yeah, very happy to see that it's something that is being looked after, the matter that is being being kind of resolved, hopefully soon. Um, OK, perfect. Moving into another interesting question. We well, you know that, again, world is evolving extremely quickly these days. It's um, it's very hard sometimes to keep up to date to anything you're doing, you know. Um, so how do you actually stay up to date on uh, new trends and ideas from the whole culinary world? So that's that's a difficult bit for me. Um, I've made a personal decision not being on social media. Uh, for for a long time now, and that makes keeping with trend and news a little bit more difficult than I would like it to be. But that's a personal choice. I have a few newsletters and apps that I like to read just to keep myself up to date with what's going on. Um, but mainly, the way I keep uh, um, I keep on track with what's going on is I, I catch up on a regular basis with with some friends and colleagues which are still in the restaurant world, um, and uh, and obviously I, li I like to eat as to dine out as much as I can. So I'll say by by just meeting up with friends and also dining out, I think it gives you a broad um, view of what's happening around the world. Also, we we have this very opened, open door policy uh, within the culinary team where everyone in the team is is not is not just welcome, is encouraged to bring forward anything they've noticed. It could be just a picture or an idea or an article or a recipe or a story or a podcast or whatever. So every week we have an hour where the team meets together and there's, there's no agenda, there's no planning. It's just, hey, what's going on with your world? What did you find interesting? Talk to us about it. And most of the time, there's a lot of cool stuff which is which is brought forward and that really that, that helps the whole culinary team altogether to stay up to date. And as I mentioned, not being on social media, that's a blessing. I was very happy with it. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, that's actually impressive, you know, that you're not you're not basically on a social media, but you're still very much up to date thanks to actually people around you. Mm -hmm. um, wow. And then what, what you highlight, I think, is very interesting as well in terms of your team bringing up the ideas. I, I think that's where, again, Salesforce being as diverse and, you know, inclusive they are and people basically coming from different parts of the world, obviously following still somewhere, you know, maybe different trends or wherever. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they might feel like, OK, this is more my, you know, from my home country or maybe people wouldn't really recognize it in the UK, but still having that ability to, you know, option, bring it up and speak up, I think. That's very, very the culinary team is only as strong as, as 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 the whole team. We I mean, if it's a one trick pony, well, it won't get anywhere. We won't be sustainable along on the long term. Um, it's it's crucial. Um, if you want to stay good, if you want to be inclusive, if you want to keep your program alive and interesting, you have to be open minded. You must bring everyone 
on the, in the mix and listen to them very carefully. We, so we have a, also another, pro, another pro, program that we do on the culinary team about this is um, every month we're doing a, a ruffle lunch. Um, so there's a, there's a bowl uh, on an employee floor where people can just write down, any employees can write down their email address and their name. And on a monthly basis, we pick eight names and we do a free lunch. So for us, we found that, that it was a great, great opportunity to actually try very different things. So every month, a, a different person is in charge of the raffle lunch. So it's never just the head chef or never just the pastry chef. It can go from a barista to your front of house, to the kitchen porter, to any, everyone will get to it. And what brings that is that it brings accountability, ownership, pride, but also it brings so much different flavors and culture and history. And that's super powerful. I thought that once that program really came to came to life, I, I didn't I didn't feel it's it's power at the first one. But the more that we do it now, the, the more I think this we if I could do it on a weekly basis, I would because we get so much from it. Wow, that's truly inspiring. And I think, yeah, what you said, like having that opportunity to, you know, even if you join, like, I don't know, let's say three months ago and you already can actually go ahead and propose something you want, that takes a lot. Wow. Um, perfect. Moving into final question. Um, is there one particular thing that you would say motivates, motivates or inspires you the most? Um, but if not, where does your inspiration actually comes from? That's a good question. That's a very good question. Uh, wow. Uh, inspiration, I mean, comes from many different places. Uh, I think, yeah, it keeps using the same word that I used before, being, being curious and open-minded uh, all the time. Is I think it's important. All the time you see something new, um, try maybe to do a bit of research and understand the thought process behind it and, and how it came together. Um, I think, so with the inspiration, what, what I like to focus almost more on, it's not, it's not about the result, but it's, it, but where it came from and from what idea it came to, together, how, we, how, yeah, how did it come together? Um, and I think understanding the original idea and intention will tell you a lot more than looking at the end result. Um, almost, almost like, in, let's say, in a restaurant world, translating in a restaurant world, um, the restaurant world is not, about, is not about what you do and what you serve, but mainly how the delivery of the product makes the recipient feels. And it's almost the same thing in inspiration. If you look at maybe a, a design choice in, 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 in the Oana floor in Salesforce uh, office, try to understand why is there? Um, is there a thought process? Is there an idea behind it? And I think that will, that, that will teach that, that I can say that, that gymnastic of the brain to actually try to understand things, not just for what they are, but for why they were created. And almost bringing back to instead of the what the why you just it just you've got a broader understanding of what's going on gotcha that's that's 
very interesting. I think outside of culinary as well, if you think about like what you said, Ohana, for basically a real life situation, um, that's true. And at the end of the day, right, it's the saying that people buy out of feelings. And if you if you can genuinely make the person feel something that, you know, is close to them or bring some feeling that they have maybe from like childhood or based on the positive mm-hmm. line, that's like a, a bingo thing. I, I tend to say that I have the best job in the world because my job is my job is to make people happy. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's much harder than what, than what I just said, <laughs> but ultimately that's the end goal. Um, all I have to do is to when when someone walks in, let's say, on, on in my floor or on the floor that I'm looking after, my only job is to exceed their expectation. And this person leaves the building or the premises happier or in a greater mood than they were when they walked in. That that's all I have to do. Then how I do it, that that's I say that it's almost irrelevant. Is it food? Is it is it wine? Is it design? Is it social interaction? Is it whatever it is? People come in they're in a certain state. People leave. They have to be in a certain state. It just has to be positive. That's amazing. I think everybody who's been watching this podcast will never leave. You know, Ohana floor in the same way that they did before. <laughs> after watching this, for sure. Perfect. And uh, I have one more thing that I hope you can share with with people. We always ask, what, what would you tell maybe somebody who um, you know is aspiring to kind of maybe leave the hospitality nine till six weekends, holidays, everything. Of course, feel free to share that. But I think from what we've discussed and what you shared with us, would there be something you want to tell maybe? ordinary hospitality managers or people who are still within, you know, the more normal schedule, uh, actually not normal schedule hospitality industry, like how to maybe take care of the team, because the ideas that you've shared with us, that's, you know, that's mind blowing for me. And it's very inspiring. And I have a lot of friends who work within hospitality as well, um, that I think would be absolutely like amazed to have something similar um, within their employer. Uh, so yeah, whatever you feel like sharing with with either you know managers or people just aspiring, um, the floor is yours. I, right. Um, so I think I'll, I'll look at myself uh, for this because I I think I'm the best uh, use case. Um, I feel like I'm a lot more productive. Um, maybe I don't do as much as I did, I say back then, because of the sheer speed of 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 work in a restaurant. But I think my decision making is. Is, is just better, more accurate, smarter. Uh, and I think he's got a greater reach now. Um, the work-life balance um, before, I, I didn't think there was a balance. It's just work and work is life. Life is work. Um, now that I have something which I can be very proud of, I am I am in a greater place within myself. Um, so, if I can, if 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 any restaurant manager out there is, is is looking at this podcast, and I hope they are, I'll say, look after your staff first. They will look after your guests. If you look after your staff the best way possible, they are in the best possible environment and situation to transfer how they feel to your guests. First and foremost, your team is is everything. 
like everything, every decision. Actually, you know, it's not actually just a restaurant. I think every company out there, every decision, business decision they should they would take, I will actually put the filter. The first filter will be staff and team. How does that affect them? And once that filter is passed, take another bit. But team and staff always forward, and and I'm pretty sure every businesses will survive just fine. Thing you you highlighted the the mental health and uh, being you know happy and then obviously make, wanting to make people happy, particularly customers, is something mm -hmm. that should not be forgotten. Basically, no matter what the industry you you are in, because uh, yeah, it all goes around back around. Uh, perfect, great. Um, I think that'll be it for my end. Absolutely amazing having you here. Thank you for sharing all your thoughts, ideas, what you guys do within the team. And uh, as I said, I think everyone who's going to watch this podcast, and I hope that it will be a lot of people who never leave the Ohana floor in the same way they did it before. And um, that's what we did. Thank you again, Cedric, for, for being here. Thank you for having me. This was great. I appreciate it. Thank you so much.